Hi, friend. Before we start the podcast today, really quickly, I just wanted to remind you that I do individual and group coaching, and there's some exciting opportunities for me to work directly with you. So please do check out the link in the show notes. That's it for now. On with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Coffee with Keith podcast. I'm your teacher and host, Keith Brown. And each week on this podcast, we coach you, the BiPlus individual, as well as others within the community, how to turn your hurting into healing and your healing into happiness. Subjects of this podcast will include sexual identity trauma, shame, family dynamics, relationships, coming out issues, bisexuality, dating, mindset, faith development within the Christian faith, and a whole lot more. Every week, you will get powerful teaching to help you create the life you desire and deserve. A couple of disclaimers, though, please. I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Also, the views expressed on this program are either those of myself or my guest and should be considered as such. All right, grab that cup of coffee, have a seat here at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host and coach, Keith Brown. Thank you for listening to this uh, Friday Bible Talks episode. And before we begin today, I just want to ask you a very real question. How are you doing? You know, I realize that there is so much going on in our world today, so much hardship. We hear so much bad news. There are so many people that are suffering. There's so much uh, talk of war. There's just, just all the bad news out there. And I think it's very important for us at times just to stop, to slow ourselves and ask the question, how am I really doing? So maybe that's a good journal exercise for you today to take time just to ask yourself that question. How am I really doing today? All right, let's turn our attention to the Bible as we do on our Bible Talks episodes. And if you've been following along for a while, you're probably going to already know that we have been in the Gospel of Matthew quite a bit. And the reason for that, and if you haven't been here for a while, I'm going to tell you now, but I typically follow the lectionary lately when it comes to these Bible Talks. And what is the lectionary? It is a collection of scripture that the universal church around the world uses on any given Sunday. These texts will incorporate uh, a psalm, an Old Testament text, a epistle, and a gospel text, at least as a minimum within this collection. And those are tied most often to the time of year within the Christian calendar, or they are topical in nature. They tie together topically speaking. And so I really like to use them because they they keep us in connection with the universal church. So for the most part, the Bible talks recently have been from the Gospel of Matthew. I did deviate a little bit and went, I think, through an epistle uh, one week, uh, probably have done a psalm here and there through this whole process. But primarily, recently on these Bible talks, I've been using the Gospel of Matthew. And that's what we're going to do again today. We are turning our attention to the 23rd chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 1 through 12. Reading from the New American Standard Bible, we find these words. Then Jesus spoke to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all that they tell you do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds. For they say things and do not do them. And they tie up heavy loads and lay them on men's shoulders, 
but they themselves are unwilling to move them with as much as a finger. They do all their deeds to be noticed by men, for they broaden their phylacteries. And uh, by the way, what is that? Um, it is sort of a small pouch that a lot of Jewish men would wear and on their bodies, and it would contain Jewish scripture, Jewish law. So that's what that is. And lengthen the tassels of their garments, and they love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplace and being called by men rabbi, but do not be called rabbi. For one is your teacher, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted." Now, first of all, let me tell you, there is that reference to don't be called a rabbi, don't be called a father, et cetera, and et cetera. And because I have a background as an ordained minister and primarily as an Episcopal, not Episcopal, an Anglican priest, an affirming Anglican priest in my, you know, as part of my um, my background and, and still do have all that credentials. I've had people come to me and say, how dare you use the title of father? Or, you know, I've got uh, Jewish friends in my past that, you know, they would have the same question. How do you refer to yourself as rabbi? And, you know, I don't think that's exactly what Jesus is teaching there in this text. Um, there is a connection. There is some um, some order of, of acknowledgement to the position. It's not to the person. So if, if we say that, you know, someone were to call me father, for instance, it's not because that makes me look good, or that doesn't make me more special, or it doesn't make me better than anybody else. I think that's the key. And a lot of people misunderstand that. So it's not about the person as it is about the the title, the position, because the position has with it from a church standpoint and from the Jewish standpoint for a rabbi, it has responsibilities to take place on behalf of the church or on behalf of the synagogue. So there is some duty in that, and it goes around the position. And I used to tell, when I used to teach history some years ago to students, I would I would share this idea, and, and I would talk to them for, sort of because there would be maybe a political campaign, sort of like going on today, and people would talk about the president. And I say, you know, I, I don't have any respect for our president, or he's not my president, or whatever the case may be. And perhaps you've heard that as well. Um, no matter who's in office, there's always going to be somebody who will say, he's not my president. And, and I get that because maybe it's a different political view or, you know, they don't agree on policies and stuff like that. And I get it. And, and this platform that I have here is not about politics. But what I often would tell my students is, hey, it's not as much about the person as it is the position. So with the position comes some sense of responsibility or authority. Same thing is true with a teacher in a classroom. I used to tell my students when they would come in, I would say, you know what? I want your respect, but I have to earn that. But here's the thing. When it comes to the position, there is a built-in respect because students had to respect the position of teacher to have any sense of order or any sense of, of ability to teach the program, to teach the curriculum. So there had to be some respect given to the actual position. However, the person in that position is different. 
we can't respect the position without respecting the person. So if you go back to this text, Jesus said these Pharisees were taking the seat of Moses. That is a position. That is a, 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 a job. That is a place. And that can be respected because from that place comes teaching. From that place comes effort on behalf of either the synagogue in the Old Testament or the Jewish tradition and the church in the New Testament. So there is some respect for the position because that position is one who is teaching. It is one who is leading. It is one who is sharing knowledge of the book, right, or the teachings of God. So in that, Jesus said, listen to what they are teaching. Listen to what they're sharing with you. And in this case, he is assuming it is right teaching. And we have to be careful there because, as we know, there's a lot of false teaching out there. But if you believe that this person is teaching good stuff, if you believe this person is teaching authentic word, if, they, if they're teaching things that you can buy into, then you would want to listen to the teaching and listen to the teaching from the Bible, for instance, because you would believe, hey, this is good stuff. It's coming from God through this person, and I need to take note. Okay, so that's all good. And Jesus said there's nothing wrong with that. That's per, that's that's fine. But where he did have an issue was that these leaders, these Pharisees, these keepers of the law who would wear their fancy cloak and wear their their containers of the scriptures around so people could see them and they would get thicker and bigger because they would, you know, load more of these laws in there and they would go around and they would make everybody else's life miserable because they would point a finger and say, you shall do this or you must do that or you must adhere to this law and this law and this law. And they kept adding to them this whole grudgery of what it means to be a follower. And yet Jesus said, and if you look at them, they're not doing any of it. They are basically, in essence, hypocrites. Now, I want to say very clearly that I have often called myself a misfit Christian. And the reason I say that is because although I have studied this book and I take it seriously and I have tried to follow Jesus in my life, I will say that I am a very imperfect person. I have done things wrong. I make bad decisions at times. I tell people, don't follow me, follow him. I will share what I can. I will teach what I can, but don't follow me, follow him. And that's what Jesus is saying here. You can listen to the teaching, but put the don't put that person as your ideal demonstrator of what it means to be, in this case, in our case, a follower of Christ. Make Christ that goal. Make Christ that example. Make God the, the, the power that we are following, not the person who is delivering the message. And I would never want anybody to put me up on a pedestal, no matter what title that I add in front of my name, because it's all about Jesus. It's not about me. I can tell you that. And I, I, but what I see in the world today, there's a lot of this idea about, you know, putting these people up on pedestals. And I've seen this. And I've had this talk recently with someone who was basically worshiping this pastor instead of the message that they should be listening to that was coming maybe through the pastor. And I'll be honest with you, in this case, I was a little concerned about the actual message. Because if you listen to a lot of teaching today, it is filled with anger. It is filled with with hatred at times. It is filled with disgust. It is it is filled with this hell and damnation. It is filled with this, you know, 
God hates you and you need to turn or burn, turn or burn. You know, it's all this stuff that's going out and people are being beaten down by what should be encouraging and uplifting and loving and grace-centered. Instead, they are being beaten down. And if we look at a lot of people who are hearing the so-called message of God, their lives are not always indicative of what they what they should be sharing. It may be indicative of what they are sharing, but it's not always indicative of what they should be sharing. And in my opinion, a lot of times, including myself, we are not always the best examples of what it means to be a follower of Christ. There are many times in my life, if somebody looked at me, they would go like, huh? He's a follower of Christ or I need to follow him? No, you don't. You need to follow Jesus. You need to follow the teachings of Jesus. You need to go to the Bible and let it speak truth to you. Now, be careful. Don't go to it and make it say whatever you want it to say. Let's dive a little deeper than that. Let's let's be careful here, okay? But when we are going to it, it is the word that we want to listen to. It is the teachings of Jesus we want to follow, just as Jesus said in this, this teaching today. But we want to be careful that we're not just following like some sheep to a person who may not be living it out. And this is not, by the way, a, it is not intended to be a judgment in any way because you know, like I said, I, I, I'm trying hard here not to cast judgment on other people, um, although it's very easy to, for any of us to do. I don't, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to do that because I know that people can do the same to me. They do the same about my teaching. They do the same about, you know, anything I do, I, I get judgment and I get it online. I get it everywhere. And so I'm not trying to do the same, but there has to come a point that we are more concerned about the teaching than we are in the person doing the teaching, because that person will fail. That person will make mistakes. And there are a lot of people that their faith has been hurt because of the deliverer has not lived up to the delivered message. And that's where we have to be careful, folks, because if we expect somebody else to be indicative of that message all the time, then we are putting an undue um, desire, an undue responsibility on the person. And that's not fair to them or us. And the only person who is ideal, the only person that we can truly use as our example, in my opinion and in my faith, is Jesus. So let's take that. So, so today, if there is anything that I would offer you is, you know, take the person with a grain of salt, but listen to the message. And if the message is ringing true, if the message is related to the teachings of Jesus, if it is delivering a message of love and grace that Jesus so often shared, if you can buy into the message, buy into the message, regardless of what you see in the messenger. Okay. Because the messenger, be honest, as a messenger myself, is a frail human being with sin and failure as part of their lives. It's all about Jesus. Hmm. Just my two cents today. Until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God bless you. Bye-bye, my friend. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.